Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Greetings. Hello. <laughs> wow, you're excited to see me, I I'm, see. I'm trying to find the, uh, I'm trying to find my notes. I was waiting for the day you came over all the way to my house from Burbank and then finally said, I don't like this anymore. And it's finally <laughs> happened. <laughs> I just, current, okay, I, well. You've I, lasted a really long time. <laughs> it, t- it definitely took a lot longer than expected. But I, I'm just a little sleepy today, that's all. I know, M ate a lot of carbs. I, yeah, well. I ate a whole lot of, well, I actually ate a lot of, like, starchy potato stuff on my way here. But then I also ate a literal half of a watermelon. So I'm feeling very full. <laughs> my belly feels full. And so I just want to take a little nap. Oh, my gosh. Well, you can do that during my story. You usually do it anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely show signs of it, per usual. Um, oh, there I am. Hello to the people who are listening. We just flipped the camera around on YouTube, and now I, I realize can see myself. I'm probably not even on the screen, so I figured I should... That's probably best that way. I think so, too. I've, were... I've seen the comments. People would prefer if this was just a one-man show. <laughs> um, um, how are you? What are you doing? I'm Hi. great. I uh, I did want to tell you, um, so Blaze recently, this is like a brand new update as of like 30 minutes ago. Oh, okay. I really don't know about this. So this woman keeps ringing our doorbell, and I do this thing where I go and I, I hide, right, and then I turn on the ring doorbell, uh-huh. and uh, I... I look at who it is, and it's this older lady. Every and, time? Yeah. It's, okay. It's been a couple of days now. And so, of course, I think first, oh, I'm in trouble. Right. I've done something wrong. I would think that. Right? And so I hide. Or someone's stealing my shit or someone's trying to break in. Or that. Right. N- none are good. Oh, uh, okay. So Blaze finally was home during one of these of me hiding under my covers. So he, <laughs> <laughs> literally, by the way, so he went down to answer the door, and he was gone for like, Five to ten minutes. She killed him. I almost is that called, the update? I almost called, Blaze is dead. Where is he? <laughs> no. I Well, he did go into her home. Okay. <gasps> Wait. Okay. Here's the thing. She wanted to give us a gift. This no. is not a joke. The, the universe has been really wild lately, guys. And you'll see... If you go to a live show, you'll see what we mean about, like, the universe is just... I, I mean, swear. we definitely have just thrown caution to the wind. We can't like the it, we can't make this shit up. So this is what uh, Blaze walked back in the front door with this. I have to grab it. I was hiding it from you. Oh, thank God, because I would have been like, no. Here I go riffing. 
Christine is walking, walking away. Stay, stay away. This is my show now. Oh, here she comes. Shit. She's on to us. She's back. It's no longer a onesome. It's been fun, guys. I guess Christine's hosting us again. Now she's got a bag. Okay. Okay, she's chill. The suspense is killing me. He walks in with a bag and he goes, Christine, this woman literally looks at me and goes, I have a lot of lemons. I'm sorry. Do you want a bag of lemons? And Blaze was like, I just stared at her for a solid 10 seconds. Contemplated saying no. Is she a fan? No. If she's a fan and knows where you live, that's a whole other ball of wax we have to figure out. No, she has a lemon tree and she's like, we have like hundreds of them. So she's like, we're just going to deliver you lemons now. Can Okay. <laughs> For, okay. <laughs> Look at this. He literally, there's, it's li- I'm literally seeing at least 30 lemons. There's dozens of them. Um, she also gave us oranges, but Blaze was more concerned about the lemons. Um, Can you imagine though, like... She has no idea, no idea what who she's she done. gave a bag of lemons to. And, like, if she just gave up on trying to, like, pre-warn you and, like, just I left know. a bag of lemons, we would have thought there was some stalker going to kill you. Yeah. She has no idea what she almost, what crisis she almost Well, this caused. poor woman is, like, very elderly. Like, I really didn't think she was going to murder me. Maybe she has an accomplice, but... Um, no, yeah, she, uh, she apparently just had, she said, my fruit trees grew a lot of fruit today or this year. And, uh, her garden is prospering. I mean, look at this. I mean, literally I'm looking at a massive bag of lemons I, and I he just walked in the front door and I just like, I couldn't believe my, he's like, is this I don't God? Even, is this I Satan? I don't know. It, second one. Second one <laughs> for sure. El Diablo. No real God would, uh, okay. let this happen. Anyway. Certainly not mine. So that just happened literally probably 10 minutes before you showed up. I'm Interesting. You. I wonder. I think Blaze is still a little shook because I did see him on my way in, and he was very stunned. And I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he, he still hadn't processed. He maybe this. I had set this up. I was like, "Listen, I don't have the energy for that. <laughs> I don't have the, the literal time." So now we have like forty-five lemons. Um, Congratulations. I don't want any you. of them. Please don't give them to me. Okay. Um, I will say, Christine. One thing we are not talking about. What. We just had our first leg of a tour. Oh, yeah. I got distracted by lemons. As everyone <laughs> did. But guys, we just had our first leg. And I will tell you, we were scared. We did not know how it was going to go. It went, dare I say, phenomenal. It was great. It was bananas You good. guys were so fucking supportive. And like we, it was our first three. So they were a little bumpy. But like everyone was so kind, so supportive, amped. Like the show went really long like it went two really long. hours long we, we need to figure out a way to shorten it because we've been told it must be like a 90 minute set and we keep doing a solid 120 yeah oopsies <laughs> but we can't there's and also there's so much stuff that like we want to talk about and we just like there's no there's no time to fit it all in so we're trying to figure out a way to shorten it but Guys, it's very hard for, i can't even tell you there's whew. so much and like we haven't told you a word so everyone we showed haven't. up and was like what is going on oh yeah a lot of people I'm, I'm sure have like i've seen online people speculating what the new format could be or even wondering if the format is really all that different the answer is a fat fucking yes <laughs> and we, we don't even really know what it is to it's... the to the people who either went to the phoenix la or san diego show they are all like probably giggling in their cars being like i know what they're talking about but it is truly fucking bananas compared to last our last tour it really there's like a little bit of everything um you're gonna cry also, you're gonna laugh look at this you're I'm, gonna awe in er, in uh honor i'm wearing our our new merch look at this yes. 
we have new merch um it's so fucking cool fun fact uh someone that helped uh do animation for the muppets designed it for us by the way that's right i keep we it's I always forgot about that we always forget to like we bury the lead so quickly we with do. these things but kirk helped us and kirk was like oh i have a friend that used to work for the jim henson company Seriously. is it okay if if they help design and i was like oh yeah also there's a little easter egg on the back in the tour list so mm-hmm. it, you got to find out you got to buy it to find it yep also you can go to atwwdmerch.com that's our new merch site and it's a little sparse right now because we're building it up um but all the tour merch uh we're selling it only at shows right now but then after the tour uh whatever's left we are going to sell online so it'll be yes. available at some point point. and uh speaking of things you can find online we've already mentioned uh <laughs> Chris. Oh, my. oh my god we've already mentioned that i kidnapped a lemon at one point and i did an escape room for the people who've gone to the phoenix la and san diego shows you know uh how i ended up getting lemon how lemon was how lemon wound up in m's grasp exactly and uh and then ever since for like months now i've had lemon i kidnapped him and then I literally, with my bare hands and a sleep-deprived yeah. brain, built an escape room and made Christine complete it to win Lemon back. And then I um, made a feature-length film of the experience because M filmed it, and it was the wildest escape room. Like, I mean, people who are watching it are like, "This is the most elaborate, like, well thought out escape room." Thank you, guys. I really ever. tried to make it a professional grade. Like, multiple people have called you a genius, so you should screenshot that in case you're ever feeling. I have, and I, I have, and I will again. Yeah, if you're ever feeling down, because you, it was the, it was amazing, and so just bonkers. And so, uh, even I did attempted to do the escape room and uh, m filmed it and it was like an hour and a half of footage so i made it's not that long anymore but i made like a trailer and i made it it's like 28 minutes total but it's like a whole episode basically but it's only on patreon so um this is our special little because we feel like we've been kind of um slacking on there so we're making more content and this is one of uh yes and uh for the people who either have gone to a live show or are about to go to a live show you may or may not know what we're talking about right now but when you do see the show, uh, there is additional content that we will also be putting on Patreon. Oh, that's right. Over time. So if you- stuff that didn't make it into our live show that we didn't have time for is also going to end up on right. Patreon um, just because we want to make sure people see it. Uh- Which I promise you want to join. You want to see this content. If you've been to one of the three shows we've already done, I know you also want to see more of what we showed you. Oh my God. But it's truly this show. Like I and I've even said I know we're talking a lot, but um uh it's our fucking podcast i know we're talking a lot i know we're using our mouths a lot i'll stop real quick um but our like last tour not that i was ever ashamed of our show but i am just such a naturally nervous anxious person that my own friends i was like please don't come to the show i don't like i just don't want you to see me on stage what if i mess up and of all people the closer you are to me the more i really don't fucking want you at my show because your opinion matters more it's true so aka i never want my mother at my show ever because i'm so terrified of like that's gonna be the one time that like the place catches on fire because of me and (laughs) (laughs) but i texted my mom a couple days ago and i was like i'm really excited for you to see this show and i've never ever thought those words would come out of my mouth i was going to ask you because i was like i know how much you like hate people coming but i was going to ask if this changes things yeah i like i've never felt not and again i don't want to at all like hate on our last tour but like compared to our last tour where it was basically this format of a live it was just a live version of our podcast this one i'm telling you like we are so trying to keep our mouths shut but christine and i put i'm not kidding (laughs) 
hundreds, hundreds upon of hundreds. hours, hundreds of hours into this. And I think we just put so much work into it that like I I am so proud of it because like I've never put this much work into fucking anything I I by, think a, by a light year even if it didn't work as a lot me neither I've literally never worked on anything I've never so worked hard this hard on anything in so. such an intense amount of time and um anyway we're really proud of it and like we really hope you guys can come see it we've told audiences not to spoil too much online so please um, be a good person to not do that because we want everyone to be super excited it's a when really they come. fun surprise anyway just come to our show we really hope you do we're going to san antonio this this week yes and uh also san francisco we're at like the coolest venue ever mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we'd love it's like palace of fine arts it's gorgeous we don't deserve to no, be there we, we are so, not good looking enough so, for that. no <laughs> by far so uh if you could um if you could maybe buy tickets we could hop on over i'm promising you will not regret this even if you're like brand new to the show and you're starting from the from the end or if you like need to drag someone with you you are not going like i've never been so confident about something i've done i'm usually very self-deprecating but christine and i are so fucking proud of this show please please go and we have so much fun that like it's yeah it's less scary now because when we did the show last year we loved the shows we did but we there was different every time so we never knew we were like what if this is the one where we mess everything up and like thankfully you guys were all great and it never really happened but there was like an element of the unknown now we're like so pumped and confident and i think it's getting better each time we do it yep oh my god it's so much fun also this merch is just my favorite yes 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 anyway now that we're done like bragging about ourselves i guess look and what 150 160 episodes we've i don't think we've ever bragged about ourselves this is our moment 2020 2020 man you guys brag about yourselves thank you for getting us comment below tell us about what you're proud of also as of right now i know you're gonna hear this a week later to all of our listeners but happy three-year anniversary to the podcast i know well it was just a conception day just the conception Day. our yeah. anniversary is like february something with a seven yeah okay we'll figure that it's out it's coming up soon though it's coming up but three years ago today we had the idea of a podcast <sighs> Can and you believe it? the weekend because this comes out on the 26th sure i don't that, know okay i think it does if this comes out on the 26th that's a full three years of the day i venmoed you for the microphones oh my god, <laughs> god seriously this is wild three years Three years, and now we're begging you to come to our shows because we're so proud of them, not and, because we don't think it's not good. And yet we still think we're too ugly to perform at them. But. A thousand percent. We'll never <laughs> not think that. Just okay. kidding. All right. I'm so sorry. For everyone who's not able to make it to a show, I'm sorry if we're just making you feel like shit. We're not trying to. We are also hoping that this is just how we do shows from now on. So like, yes. even if we're not going to where you are, th- this <clears throat> is this is our new thing. So This don't, is our new thing, and it's worry. not going to... We change a lot of things about ourselves, but this one is not going to change. Yeah. Okay. So, um... I'm going to, I think for... Wait, I have oh. to do a Patreon, Patreon of the week. Okay, while you do that, I'm going to take my sweatshirt off because it's getting a little Ooh. toasty. No, it's not going to look pretty. I don't know how to do that smoothly. Literally, my notes are lemon napping on Patreon and Sacramento and San Francisco, biotix. Biotix. Also, um, real quick, actually, let's just do elevator music because this is going to get loud and obnoxious. Okay. Okay. M has taken off all their clothes. Every single one. Naked. Tune into YouTube right <laughs> I know, now. I know, right? Just kidding. Um, also, the patron of the week. I know you're so lucky. Lacey Brewer. Thank you. Lacey Brewer? Good yeah. for you. I know. And what a cool name you have. What a cool name. Um, welcome to you get like one of the big lemon episodes. So congratulations. Yeah. Well, congratulations if that's some- something you wanted. If not, I'm sorry. Oops. <laughs> Thanks for your support. Oh, okay. So. All right. That's all I have. I have a story, as I should, since this is my job. Is this part two? This is part two. Oh, I'm so excited. 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So uh, for everyone listening to these in a row and who... uh, maybe listening to them in chunks this story goes off of the houdini story from last week and it may seem more recent to you because we actually recorded that a while ago so i'm gonna have to catch me and christine up a few times so hope you're okay with us catching you up um so the last place that we where did we where did we end up so well we never got a call from lynn no, you guys are really not helping us spread the word yeah. of this Houdini Broadway. I'm going to be honest, it's a little lackluster out there. Lynn manuel Miranda would scream if he thought of this. I he There's no way that he has heard this idea and there isn't already something in the works. But I haven't heard anything from him. So Maybe he's... Uh... Maybe I went to vo- maybe I went to voicemail. That's exactly it. Maybe, I thought maybe. Let me check my spam we'll folder. We'll fax him. Well, that'll get him. <laughs> I'll, I'll He'll see that. Page him real quick. <laughs> okay, so the last place that we uh, left off was that Houdini in the 1920s uh, intentionally went out of got out of magic for a while, um, or maybe even like 
kind of broke up his magic act so that he could go on the road and expose mediums in the 1920s for being frauds. Um, and then he would even perform on stage some of their tricks and call them out and try to keep mediums at bay from ever tricking anyone again. As the master illusionist, he thought it was fit for him to be able to do that. Just the best plot for a musical. Just saying so many magic tricks. Come on. Think of like the faux fireworks and the yeah. levitating all the, the stage. S- and the singing while levitating. Okay. Oh, uh, listen. Okay. <laughs> and then M gets dragged across the stage. <laughs> Happily. I'm like, <laughs> drag me, Lynn. Okay. So, um, oh my God. so another fun thing about, uh, I almost said Lynn Manuel Miranda. Um, another good thing, the main topic last, uh, episode was that Houdini actually had his own little crew of women who would go into these mediums homes and get personal readings from them so they could then take notes and give them to Houdini. Right, right, right. So that was the, mainly the story of Rose Mackenberg, who was in charge of his whole little army that would do that. Spook? Spook Spies. Spook Spies! Again, Lin-Manuel Miranda. That could be the leading song title. Um, Okay. Uh, So what we're going to talk about this week is uh, we're not talking about the Spook Spies anymore. We're talking about Houdini himself personally having this hell-bent vendetta that he is going to stop one of the most powerful mediums of the time excuse me i just burped um i don't care it's still funny to me like three years in i don't know why. i don't know why and also like you think by now i know my body and know when it's gonna like, happen prepare for it. just like it's also those gross burps like when your dog's sitting on the couch and it's just you're just kind of like you okay oh my god um okay so this is the story of the witch of lime street and her name was mina marjorie crandon what and mina crandon who went by marjorie um was one of the biggest mediums of the time and houdini was like i'm fuck i'm gonna fucking change that that's not how this is gonna play out i'm gonna end this and she's going down wow so um let's get into this and also this i did warn last time this is a little longer than the last story so i apologize oh right you're allowed to start your road trip now yes now start you can start the first one i'm sorry we delayed it (sighs) it's not you it's me it's houdini (laughs) as said in the last Ah! episode that's a great quote. Someone put that on a shirt or I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Also, Lynn, some, somebody, put that on a shirt. Yeah, that's your job now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, no, somebody also made a uh, design of uh, I, sm- I can smell a rat before I smell the incense. I saw that and I love it. It's so good. I think that was ATWWD memes. I think that and it's not you. It's not me. It's Houdini should both be in should be lyrics in a really empower like impactful song. Tam, 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 tam. Just saying Lynn, so many possibilities. OK. So one of the mediums that just heard us talk about finding 45 lemons. I think he does not want to be involved anymore. And he's like, look, I wait. He didn't hear it at all, to be clear. He didn't. He's never going to hear it. But if he were to ever reach out to us, though, and be like, I'm down to do this Houdini thing, I would absolutely fall over and my brain would melt out of my ears. We need a new vision board, dude. (laughs) Okay, my brain melting out of my ears. That's number one. Let's go to Michael's after this. Okay, done. I need new glitter. So of the mediums that Houdini debunked, which was many in the 1920s, his worst nemesis and the medium he is best known for attacking personally was Mina Crandon. (gasps) So originally Mina Stinson grew up in Canada hey, and had an older brother named Walter who died in a car crash in 1911. Um, and I lost my place already. Cool. Um, in 1918, Mina married Dr. Crandon, hence Mina Crandon, 
whose family dates back to the Mayflower fun fact. Oh my, that is fun. And they moved into 10 Lime Street in Boston, aka when you and I do our Boston show, we should pop by. Hey, do a little photo shoot. Yes, exactly. Of the medium that Houdini hated the most. Correct. In 1923, her husband became interested in spiritualism and he had his friends over to try a seance. And when nothing happened, Mina started nervous laughing, as I know all too well. Oh, wow. And they told her, hey, this isn't funny. This is a serious matter. So nobody knows exactly what happened next. It could either be truly magic or it could be the fact that she wanted to like stick it to her husband for embarrassing her in front of people or whatever. But pretty sure, pretty soon after um, he kind of scolded her in front of everyone, soon enough the table began to move, mm. tilting upwards and crashing onto the floor, seemingly by itself. Ha. And Mina said that she had been overcome by a spirit that made her do it. So her husband was impressed with the new powers that she just learned. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little bit on Houdini's side right now. But oh, for sure. We're, look, we're committing to hearing this story, so this is how it's going to have to play out. So uh, Mina's husband was impressed with the new power that she had just learned, and they began practicing regularly and found out that, uh, or Mina found out that Walser, her brother that had passed on, was her spirit control. So spirit control is essentially the higher powered spirit during a seance that will speak for the rest of the spirits. What? Oh, like the like the mouthpiece for Yes. The so they'll, he'll speak through you. So Walter was speaking for the other spirits oh. in the room if you're a medium and i'm fucking that up i'm so super sorry that's really cool i've never heard that phrase <clears throat> so walter was apparently her spirit control i guess she learned this through enough practicing seances um so soon walter could speak directly through mina with a deeper unfriendlier voice that often had her cussing which apparently she was not known to cuss um walter became her spirit control and with enough practice she could soon levitate tables do trance writings and ap apparitions would appear in the middle of seances oh god okay her first skeptic said that she was quote too attractive for her own good for god's sake nobody can win in this world no but their argument was that she was so pretty that she was able to distract people at the seances uh, while she did sleight of hand illusions to cause all of these manifestations. The seas is her own superpower, I guess. Look, if your looks are your superpower, fucking M own it. M does it every day. I, I tell you what. It's, <laughs> it must be tough. It's the cross-eyed bear. So <laughs> uh, she argued that it was... Uh, oh, a lot of people argue that it was to keep people from seeing the tricks that she that she was pulling and a lot of times she was also known to be wearing kind of like a frumpy or loose dress um but people thought that that was her kind of implying that you know men were assholes at the time so they thought that since it was loose clothing she was implying she was a loose person or her clothes would be easy to take off and all that seriously so if you were tight clothing yep you're showing too much if you're loose clothing it's because exactly. you're loose okay exactly. super and her argument was like no i'm wearing loose clothing so you know that there's literally nothing like strapped to me or like that's gonna like fall out of my pocket like i'm wearing loose clothing so you know nothing is attached to me that i'm going to use later as a trick or okay. like yeah you know what I mean? Like, maybe I'm not hiding anything not under like my clothes. Not like a bunch of layers and... Right. Okay, got it. But others said it was to distract their eyes, of course. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so, uh, she got very famous very fast. She Her name just got spread across like wildfire, probably because of her loose moo-moos. Um, <laughs> and her seances became invitation only, and she started going by Marjorie as, like, her stage name. That's a nice name, though. But she refused to be paid, so that added to her credibility of, like, she wasn't doing this for money. Wow. But she was already she was already famous for it, so she was at least doing it for her reputation. 
Um, Maybe she got like sponsorships from Gatorade or something. I mean, Hello Fresh, obviously. <laughs> that's true. That's true. From the other side, you just like Hello, and then the, the ap- uh, apparition. Yes, this exactly. This has been a commercial. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Uh, so uh, one of the people to come to her home seances, and remember these were invitation only, happened to be Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh! And like I said in the first episode, um, or the episode last week, he was one of the most famous spiritualists, and he was very close at one point with Houdini. Did I say that last time? I don't think so. I'm about to tell you then. Cool. So Sir Arthur I Conan could, Doyle. I could be forgetting it, so don't trust me, but. I don't know anymore. But either way, I'm surprised. So when I did these notes, he was a big a big name, and then I broke them in half, and I don't know where I placed him. But it looks like I'm about to talk about him now. He's so, here now. Okay, so if we didn't hear about him last time, we're hearing about him now. So Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, he was the creator of Sherlock Holmes and other books uh, such as The Lost World, which was the inspiration for Jurassic Park. Oh. Um, so he's like he's a big guy. He was also one of the most famous spiritualists of the time in the 1890s he joined the british society for cyclical research and london's ghost club which by the way is still active wait really um charles dickens was also in that fun fact can we do it christine (laughs) do you think i have not looked into like applying to every single group we'll talk about it later okay (laughs) so (laughs) can i come too and it's like no you're not invited (laughs) remember the one last uh, last week who has like the committee for haunted houses yes obviously we're the party planning committee on that the party planning committee it is your birthday we're the ppc of the hhc you <laughs> it know? is haunted <laughs> thousand percent uh so uh buh, 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 buh. oh so sir uh conan doyle he and houdini um they oh i'm sorry the organization he was part of they both aim to investigate scientifically the claims of spiritualism and other paranormal activities so it's pretty much like a, de- a debunking mm. group um while in these groups sir doyle i'm just gonna call him doyle from now on sir um, doyle he started being open-minded to the paranormal and donated lots of money to them hence why he started becoming really well known as a spiritualist um because he was one of the bigger donators donors patreon (laughs) donators i don't know uh just like you could be (laughs) (laughs) he also can watch the lemon napping yeah i'm sure he really wants to so after world war one where Doyle's son Kingsley died, um, that's when he began holding his own seances with his wife and became a devout believer in the afterlife because wow. he was so desperate to see his son again. Wow. Um, after creating Sherlock Holmes, he decided to abandon writing fiction and devoted himself to just studying the paranormal. I had no idea about this. Oh, yeah. is bananas. So some thought that he was losing it, though, because uh, he actually fell for a doctored picture of fairies existing and he literally started publicly announcing that fairies were real and so people were like oh this guy's kind of losing it um he like took it too far for, for- yeah <laughs> well because then people said that like the picture was doctored and then he still swore that it was real and they're oh. like, like oh boy oh yeah he's off the deep end so um <laughs> he later actually fun fact hoped and wishes that he will be remembered for his psychic work rather than his novels and he died in 1930 sorry bud oops that didn't happen (laughs) hey we're doing our part we're trying right now (laughs) everyone forget everything you know about sherlock holmes and start thinking about the party planning committee for the haunted houses first tweet at lin-manuel then wait a minute then do something about forget about lin-manuel miranda why are you not writing something about sherlock holmes turning into like a the writer of sherlock holmes becoming a, a ghost a paranormal expert that's Her, a whole other thing hold on that's our second musical and he becomes best friends with houdini and you could add that into the storyline right. of a houdini like broadway a prequel. when you are wasting your your talent here think of the merchandising opportunities think of the magic tricks you could start selling we know a guy at jim henson we do <laughs> 
I don't know if he knows us anymore. But nope. <laughs> so uh, Sir Doyle, he even saw Mina um, or Marjorie either. Mm-hmm. Uh, he saw her perform at one of her home seances that he was invited to. And he, she and he was convinced at that point that she was the real deal. Even though one was a believer and one was a skeptic, him and Houdini were really, really close friends for a very long time. Both had interest in spiritualism, but just opposite beliefs where Doyle was all about it and Houdini was very much a skeptic. Sure. But Doyle for a long time believed that Houdini was also purely 100% made of magic. He was like, there's no way you're an illusionist. And I can't imagine their dinner conversations where Houdini was like, no, dude, this is a fucking joke. Like, I'm I'm telling you how I'm doing it. I'm literally showing you the magic trick. And Doyle's like amazing genius great brilliant i can't imagine how you're 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 magic so he's so. literally the most gullible person even he's really desperate for magic to be real or for spiritualism to, to the, be true first the fairies now this he's just really excited about it and i can't blame him no me neither so their friendship actually ended in 1922 when doyle's wife offered because doyle's wife was also sensitive and um suggested that she could try to make contact with houdini's mom because remember that's why he got yes. into spiritualism so yes. he was trying to contact his mom turns out that uh doyle's wife had actually actually just recently talked to houdini's wife in a lot of detail about his mom oh come on and so she ended up kind of tricking him into talking and saying a lot of things that only his mom would have said because bess his wife had just told her that's extremely especially your friends work your yeah like your friends or your husband's friend it's that really <sighs> plus a lot of things during the seance didn't add up so like houdini's mom was jewish but doyle's wife was drawing crosses during automatic writing um yeah it's just so disrespectful yeah it was like a lot of things just didn't add up also i think um the mom only spoke the mom didn't speak any english or couldn't even write couldn't write English and also didn't speak perfect English, but everything that was coming through um, during the seance, it was just adding up to someone who like fluently understood English. Also, the seance happened on his mom's birthday and that never got brought up. And mm. Houdini's like, my mom would absolutely mention that. She loves her birthday. She fucking loves it. <laughs> it's her like, day. She's like Em and Christine. So excited. Exactly. If you ever do a seance for me on my birthday and I don't say something, it's not me then the universe is that there's no afterlife exactly you would come through <laughs> oh i would i'm making it clear now every single person who's listening try to make contact with me i will find a way will to someone show the fuck up i will be there if this you is... didn't get a meet and greet ticket for this year's show <laughs> please is... don't kill me to have no, a meet God, and greet. You're right, well, you're right. wait wait on that one otherwise i'm gonna meet and greet and i'm not gonna be in a good mood um <laughs> So ultimately, Houdini felt played, obviously, and the friendship ended. But I wanted to add that in before I got back to Mina. So Mina is making a big famous medium in Boston. And in 1922, right when their relationship, when uh, Houdini and Doyle's relationship had ended, spiritualism was having a rebirth at this exact same time. And the scientific American magazine launched an investigation and they had two different rewards that they were willing to pay. They were going to pay $2,500 for a spirit photograph or physical phenomenon under test conditions. Oh. Oh, and during that one, Dr. Crandon actually wrote in suggesting his wife because he was so convinced that his wife had magical powers. Right. And Sir Arthur Doyle also vouched that they should consider her because he had seen her in real time and been like, this person's the real deal. But he'd also seen a lot of things and said he'd also seen a lot this of person's things. the real deal. But he was also like a well enough known person <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the yeah, time yeah, where yeah. his opinion still mattered. For sure. So two people were vouching for Mina. And so when they when Scientific American magazine put out this request mm-hmm. 
two really powerful people were vouching for this That's, person. So okay. she she came in first. Got it. Um, to be looked at. And the investigating panel was a Harvard psychology professor, an MIT physicist, the head of the American Society for Psychical Research, and a psychic investigator, and one of the assistant editors on the Scientific American magazine named Malcolm Bird. So all pretty, like, high up people who aren't fucking around. Like, when it comes to test conditions, they're not going to mess around with this. So at one point, apparently, Houdini had actually suggested that Scientific American Magazine do an investigation like this. Like, forever ago, he suggested this panel. And they never got his approval for it. They just did it without telling him. Rude. Like, they took his idea and ran with it. Lynn, do not follow their lead. (laughs) You need our permission first. So Houdini ended up finding out, like, through the, like, these classified, um, through the, literally through the classifieds, I think, of, like, all these requests for people... Um, that were sensitive or mediums to be investigated he found out at the same time as everyone else and he was like what the fuck like they're literally doing this panel that i suggested and didn't add me to ask me to be on it didn't get my approval so he found out while he was on tour for his own magic act and uh he was pissed off so he found out where they were gonna go meet up with mina and he canceled the his next shows (laughs) to go infiltrate the panel and be on it himself (laughs) I love this guy. He's literally just not fucking oh, around. He really isn't. So before their first seance, so Houdini, but at this point, like fast forwarding, Houdini is on the panel because he's decided he's on the panel. Because <laughs> he is on the fucking panel. He was like, there's nothing you can say about this. So I'm here. He and is I'm not leaving. And I've canceled my tour. So I'm here now. <laughs> Can you imagine if I texted you and I was like, by the way, our show is over. I need to go find out about this medium. Yeah. The Haunted House Committee had a meeting and I just decided <laughs> I'm on the, bo- I'm a chairman on the board now. So, uh, so before the very first seance that Houdini was now part of, and they were going to be testing Mina, um, Houdini wrapped her uh, wrapped his own legs for hours um, to, to make them super, super sensitive. Um, that way, apparently, Walter, the spirit control that Mina uses, or yeah. her brother that passed on, one of the ways that the spirit would present himself or show that he was there is he would ring bells during the seance that, like, they were these there were these phantom bells or sure. um bells that were misplaced in different areas of the room and nobody knew where the bells uh-huh. were or who was controlling them so houdini wrapped up his legs so they'd be super sensitive and he asked to sit next to marjorie uh-huh. and uh he asked that the bell be placed between his feet so that way wherever the bell usually is where it's ringing by itself he was like i want the bell next to me next to my super sensitive leg <laughs> and sure enough he felt mina's leg brush up against him and try to ring the bell sure. from under the table okay so he's trying to do it to like debunk her sure. and want to make sure his leg was as sensitive as possible to feel anything that was coming near him she must have been so <clears throat> nervous like oh uh sure we could put the can we just a couple inches forward right. <laughs> also like no big deal but the master of illusions is coming right. to see what illusions you fucking come Your up with stupid illusions and at this point like he's created this panel because he's all if you have listened to the the previous episode first then you know that he has been hell-bent i keep saying that word but he really is obsessed with um like getting these mediums out and like exposing them and yeah he uh and so at this point, for him to be, su- he already suggested a panel. He's already been on this. This is not his first debunking. He is known in the medium community as he is going to ruin you if he can. So imagine he just shows up. Hey, <laughs> and he walks through the door like, oh, you know, your career is over at that point. <laughs> so oh. um, so he uh, catches Marjorie and several other tricks, too, including throwing items that uh, looked like they had thrown themselves. 
because she had literally asked people to close their eyes that's what i was about to say like is she just saying oh everyone it works better if you close your eyes and people are listening like sir arthur doyle he's like this woman's a goddamn genius in all her loose clothing she just has like shoes in there she's throwing them well apparently when she uh, at some point i'm imagining she had everyone close their eyes but he like must have peaked at some point or something but he noticed that she was literally like while she was having her hands held like she was using her head to move the table like just like (laughs) digging at it like a dog trying to get to food you are kidding with me so he waited to expose her until a few more tests could be conducted but he was like she is absolutely a big old phony i wonder if the whole time she's like i don't think he he's not that slick maybe i got him so literally open your eyes houdini okay so uh he was like i know she's guilty i know she's not like this is not a spirit but i'm gonna wait until more tests are conducted but the press kept claiming that she was stumping them that there was like the panel could not figure out how she was doing this stuff so houdini at this point pissed already with the other mediums he's trying to expose he vowed to outwit her he was like okay fine let's have the press think that you're fooling me but like i'm gonna fucking get you i love this but desperate to make her out to be a fraud he ended up contaminating the investigation by planting his own traps to catch her oh. and she knew about that like he wasn't slick on his own Houdini. so she had her own trap set to trick them but then he had his own traps to trick her to trick them and to, it was a mess so he was so desperate that he ended up fucking up the investigation wow. and like there was no way of seeing like which traps she had set sure so, like, nobody knew who was right or wrong. And the panel was already pissed at Houdini for just, like, fucking waltzing in and deciding he's on the panel. And now he's, like, contaminating the investigation. <laughs> right. So they're more likely to side with Mina at this point and be like, you're the one doing all this stuff, saying that she's not doing it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. uh... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> one time, even, Houdini brought his own bell to the seance room and told the spirit to ring it for the circle. And he thought he was, like, being real fucking slick. But the panel, at this point, pissed at Houdini. They were like, we have to check everything he brings in now because right. he's a master illusionist. So they grabbed the um, the bell from him before they even tried to, like, use it in the seance. Yeah. And he had, like, literally rubber banded all the contact points so that it would be silent. Oh. So that yeah, way. So that's cheating. Yeah. yeah. So there was no way the spirit was going to be able to do it. So, so even then if there he, was a spirit. Even if there was a spirit, it wouldn't have worked. But then he could say, Mina... If you can't get the spirit to ring the bell, right. then you're clearly not a medium. Sure. But he was preventing that from happening he, like, anyway. Up to fail no matter what. Exactly. But where my biggest question out of all of this M is where are they getting all these bells? <laughs> Truly, I don't like, know. Where is, where's the bell store? Like, where's this? I, there must be a bell store. Right? Also, it reminds me, speaking of this, uh, the lemon napping, I, there's one clip in there where you're like, what are you going to do with all these locks? Like, <laughs> There's I, a lot I, of locks, guys. I locked like 15 boxes for this goddamn thing. And all you kept going, where are all these locks going to go? Honestly, it struck me all of a sudden like, you have 45 padlocks now. <laughs> uh, you're going to well, need... Listen, next time you need a padlock, I fucking got one of every size, shape, and color. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, weirdly enough, though, when they did take the pieces of rubber band off of the bell, it did start ringing by itself. He must have been so pissed. <laughs> Walter was like, I'm going to fucking ring uh, yeah, this. He finally came through. So one day, also, uh, uh, Houdini came to Mina's house with a special human-sized box for Marjorie to sit in during the seance. (laughs) The box would only allow her head, neck, and arms to move, but not her legs and feet, so she couldn't move them under any tables or anything. And Marjorie said that it would stifle the psychic process. And Houdini was like, I fucking bet. Yeah, they can't go through wood. So, uh, but she tried it anyway, and during during one of the seances, and the lid of the box did rip itself off. 
allegedly by Walter, her spirit assistant. Um, mm-hmm. But the next night, at, Houdini added locks to the lid to make sure that the members of the commit. <laughs> uh, he also, sorry, he added locks to the lid, comma, and he made sure that the members of the panel were holding her down to make sure her hands he, oh were not God. were not moving anything. Um, if only they just had like a, a ring door, but like a video camera, like yeah. a, a nest in the corner. <laughs> Inside the box, yeah. Because, th- yeah, they wanted to make sure that she wasn't doing something that manipulated the lid to fly off by itself. Sure. So during that seance, apparently Walter, the spirit control that Mina is speaking through, or speaking through Mina, accused Houdini of leaving some articles in the box. Oh, and Walter claimed that Houdini had left a folding ruler, like a ruler that literally is like a switchblade kind of, like it <laughs> folds out to be a full-blown ruler. Sure. Uh, placed a folding ruler in the box, which if unfolded could have helped the, to like pry the box without really moving her hands. Oh. Like she could have grabbed it and then it was so tall it could have li- moved the lid for her. Sure. So Houdini denied any part in leaving anything in the box, but years later, even Houdini's assistant admitted to planting the device there. Oh, so wait, so he did it on purpose? Houdini was hoping that the panel would find out that Mina was using a ruler to move the lid. He was like planting things, hoping she would use them so he could call her out and say, you put the, the ruler there. Holy shit. He was like trying to help her fail. So that way he could say you failed. Yeah. It was, he was too desperate i was gonna say he's hellbent hellbent yeah. i don't know what else Hell, hellbent, hellbent houdini. houdini lynn that's what i said last time and then you I changed it to spook spies i like yours idea. oh hang on i like both okay. i don't know i haven't decided we could do one for the prequel and one for the listen i think you're right <laughs> i think you're on something obviously we're in both of them that's the only uh, <laughs> that's the only con- confirmed detail. obviously we're the only two people singing on stage <laughs> and everyone else just looks at us with just oh, like enamored God. Okay. Enamored, yes, I'm sure. So, uh, again, this could have been, let's, in a world where Walter is not an actual spirit that is speaking through Mina, she could have gotten in the box, seen that something was there that she did not put there, and then, pretending she was Walter, accused Houdini in front of everyone. So it looked like even Mina didn't know. Sure. So oh. it looks like the spirit found something that Houdini planted. How did it planted. say it? Did it like? Well, speak? apparently. Well, yeah. So he. So Walter speaks through Mina, but appa- apparently in a deeper voice that cusses, oh, which so. apparently is not her style. So it would so be. She's a different... like, "There's a fucking ruler in yeah. here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not her man that's walter <laughs> that's for sure walter um also why are there so many spirits named fucking walter i, I cannot get my okay, head i wasn't it. gonna say anything but like every spirit we've met recently has been somehow named walter it's, it's the truth it's the truth and there's one here somewhere in here i think somewhere i haven't felt him in a while but i me neither anyway despite everything some of the committee members were still reporting that mina was passing her tests um, because they couldn't tell at this point if Houdini had planted all of the things that right. made her look like she wasn't credible. Right. And to investigate the spirit voices, though, this is pretty interesting. The committee carefully measured an amount of colored water in her mouth. Like, they put it in her mouth. Then they had a seance. And with her mouth full of water, Walter was able to speak freely. Oh. And afterwards, the water in her mouth was the same amount when they measured it again. It's so gross. She just spit it back out. Yeah. But <laughs> apparently, like... She should have swallowed a little bit of it to be able to speak or something or maybe moved it to the side. I don't know. But they did everything they could. They even had her at one point, um, like, blowing a balloon in the middle of a seance. And while (laughs) she was blowing into a balloon where she should not be able to speak at all, you could still hear Walter's voice. But, like, can't you just watch her? 
Yeah. Like, I don't really understand the whole, there's like so, how also, do you, maybe her husband was like a ventriloquist and yeah, like was speaking for that's her, true. Husband, you know, but also like, how do you know she's blowing the balloon? Yeah. If you're closing your eyes, she could just be like, yep, I'm blowing it. Here I go. Um, so one time she was encased in a different lockbox, which would only permit her arms and legs to move, but she could still ring bells, snuff out candles, and actually made a rocking chair across the room mm, move. That's pretty good. So there is some stuff that like doesn't get explained, but Houdini felt like it was obviously he needed to prove the truth. Right. And he started feeling like obviously personally challenged as an illusionist if he couldn't figure something out like what was going on with him right so uh his hatred for spiritualists and mediums were also highly publicized at this point which i've mentioned um and so his reputation felt threatened that if he could not get mina crandon to confess then he was not a good enough illusionist and his own reputation and show would be damaged that's wild so since the committee refused to report that mina was suspicious or fraudulent Houdini began publishing his own report, which is what I talked about in the last show. So I remember in the last episode, I said there was going to be a lot of time traveling here. Yeah. In one of the, in the early part of the last episode, I brought up that he started creating his own report called Houdini Exposes the Tricks Used by the Boston Medium Marjorie. So like he literally made like a DIY book of, uh, Marjorie was just one of them, but a lot of the, um, a lot of the mediums that he had been exposing with his little group of spook spies, he had been taking all of their tricks and literally making a booklet and selling it essentially as a DIY, like be your own medium. Yeah. (laughs) So Mina got her own chunk in there. Be your own medium. Be your own medium. (laughs) 101. (laughs) So one of them, it was titled who, or this was actually a newspaper article when her part came out. Houdini exposes the tricks used by the Boston medium Marjorie, and it literally had DIY drawings in it, so you could also manifest your own spirits. Mediumship for dummies. I'm trying to like market this too for our show. I mean, if I mean if that's Zach, absolutely, I mean if Zach can do the ghost hunting, ghost we can, hunting for dummies. But imagine a picture of Houdini on the. Oh, so cool. So he also began, began incorporating and performing her miracles in his acts, just like he was doing while exposing other mediums. <laughs> and then I said this in the last one, too, but he did this specifically for Mina at one point. He also did this for other mediums when he was in their town. He challenged that if they wanted him to stop, then he would literally pay them, sometimes five, sometimes ten, thousand uh-huh. dollars to do something that he couldn't recreate and he would leave their town and stop exposing mediums. Let me guess it never happened. Never happened. <laughs> So Houdini is quoted saying, I am willing to be convinced my mind is open, but the proof must be such as to leave no vestige of doubt that what is claimed to be done is accomplished only through or by supernatural power. So he's like, I will stop, but you have to prove to me first that like this is supernatural. Like it's not something I can recreate. Right, right. So uh, his hatred for mediums was also at the height of his stardom and he started arguably... uh, assisting in the decline of spiritualism so because he was so big and was so against spiritualism Mm. there's theories that he helped actually make spiritualism decline after the 1920s that makes sense people are like oh yeah you know what i've been skeptical and now he's saying it so i'm on board so um despite being roasted as i wrote in my notes (laughs) um mina retained her good reputation as a medium and grew in her quote abilities but some would argue that this was just to stay relevant as an a-list celebrity is telling everyone to stop believing in you right she had to like up her ante sure so um she ended up having more of a showmanship based uh, set of mm. illusions during her seances and so she was saying that her powers were growing but maybe it was just because she was desperate to 
keep her fame. Maybe. So they said that she was able to manifest ectoplasm at this point. Oh, for God's sake. Which looked uncommonly like lung tissue and <gasps> awful, awful, which it sounds awful. It's um, <laughs> animal entrails. Super. And apparently, so it looks Gross. It looked like organs from an animal. Sure. And uh, apparently this ectoplasm would also produce a hand at some point. Huh? Like a hand would just show up out of the ectoplasm. It, can you imagine being that assistant? Like, really? <laughs> you had to pick pig guts for this? So Mina claimed that the ectoplasmic hands were the ones ringing the bell box. And now as her, her powers were growing, you can now see the physical manifestation of her spirit controls ringing the bells instead of just hearing it. You can now see it with your own eyes. That's just beyond me. Here's the grossest part. Uh-oh. The ectoplasm, and this is alleged, but it's also the only sources I found. Uh-oh. The ectoplasm would come from her orifices. Huh? 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 Apparently... There was, in 1925, one investigator who looked under the table when she thought everyone's eyes were closed. He looked under the table and manifesting this ectoplasm, he saw her go under her dress and pull out strands <gasps> of animal tissue um, and then kind of splatter them across the room. So it was coming from her kuka. Um, <laughs> so to speak. At least around it. I don't know if it's coming from her literal Inside body it. or if she like had it like in her underwear, but Ooh. it was under her dress. My first thought was, I thought you meant at first, like it was coming out of her orifices, like they were her internal organs, like leaving her body. Which Actually, are... yeah, her spleen came out of her ear. It's pretty <laughs> I was weird. like, how many does she have that she could just like <laughs> give them up? Her no. spleen came out of her ear. An investigator in, in 1925 saw her reach up her dress oh. and pull out some animal tissue and call it God. ectoplasm. She must have just gone to the butcher and been like, no, I need those. And then stuffed them up her dress. She was friends with the butcher. There we go. So, um, meanwhile, Marjorie's supporters went on the offensive, threatening to like literally kill Houdini because oh. he was, this is why he wanted his spook spies to carry a gun because so many people <gasps> were threatening their work and exposing mediums that the people who were active, staunch spiritualists we're like, you are ruining our good name. So we're going to we murder you. We will hurt you. We will, at the very least, beat the shit very out of you. spiritual. If you ever come to our town. Yeah, just, and then we'll go back to our crystals. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and then we'll all hold hands and believe yeah. in peace. Um, so, <laughs> okay, so here's some of the other things that actually happened. Uh, sorry, I lost my brain, apparently. So uh -oh, it came out of your ear. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, everywhere. Uh, so sign um, up on YouTube. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, Houdini or uh, Mina, these are some of the other things that actually happened during some of her uh, seances. So once there was a live pigeon that just appeared what? as if conjured out of thin air, like it didn't fly in. It just I hope that didn't showed come out up. Of I fucking hope so, too. Now I'm curious about what she's what else is she's. Up there? Yeah. Where is she hiding it? What she. How's she getting it out? Yikes. Um, so there's also been like at this point now large flashes of light. Sometimes there was a um, like a their version of a record player, like a phonograph or mm. whatever. Um, it would start by itself and then stop on its own. Even the table apparently at one point had rose up so high to the ceiling that it started pushing the guests to the ground. Oh. And what's interesting. So those were some of the things of her powers growing. Mm. And... As that's happening and people are still becoming more and more believers in her, they're becoming more and more haters of Houdini. Right. And so now he's being threatened more often. 
1926, Walter, in a seance, spoke through Mina and said Houdini will be gone by November. Oh! Oh! So... People were like, okay, well, if it's not real, then is it a threat? Yeah, is she, like, <laughs> is planning? Is she plotting something? So Houdini was, uh, one of the Houdini's big acts was that he apparently would, had very, very, very firm muscles where he would challenge people to, like, literally gut punch him. Oh. And he would be totally fine because he'd firm up and tense the right way. Damn. So in 1926, the same year that Walter said this, a fan went backstage to one of his shows and without warning him... <laughs> gut punched him i guess to like catch him off guard to see how powerful he really <gasps> what the was fuck? and because he didn't properly prepare to get punched houdini uh ended up dying oh my from god peri periton peritonitis which basically a a ruptured appendix caused it so he literally just died from getting punched in the a stomach too a hard a fan murdered him by yes. accident Mm-hmm. please don't punch me in the gut please by the way if you ever meet us we don't have a pr- plan or prepared nope for that no 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 that's not a trick that we do unfortunately that's literally not a trick we do <laughs> so some people think that this death was actually a planned murder by spiritualists who didn't like houdini's opposite beliefs they're like i can sense that his appendix is weak punch yeah. him in the stomach punch him when he's not looking <laughs> that'll get him wow. and in 2007 even his great nephew tried getting his body exhumed for signs of poisoning because they oh. think they might have done that as like a like to, to make it look like that was how he died oh interesting but they think that spiritualists were onto him for a while and all planned that by november sure. because mina said so so they like poisoned him and then they were like to cover it up like oh a fan's gonna punch him and it's gonna look like an accident yes exactly wowza so after his death mina has praised his determination in trying to stump her what a dick um, but by this time, she was gaining more skeptics each day because she was getting more powerful and Houdini was no longer there to say this isn't right. Right. Um, so there's actually one investigator that apparently was known to be kind of a sleazeball. His name was Eric Dingwall. <laughs> he was literally known apparently as like Ding- Dirty Ding or something awful. Wow. Um, he was the one that ended up looking closer at the ectoplasm that was now like showing up on the ceiling and stuff. Mm. And he said that it looked like it was hanging from wires. He also said that the hands that were coming out of this ectoplasm uh, looked like they were connected to an umbilical cord to the medium. <gasps> so it was like almost attached to her. So when she moved, these hands on the ceiling would move. Ew. So everything was like wires, it seems. Um, and this guy also wanted to test that nothing was under her clothes. So he told her to perform naked. So that's <laughs> They're always th- doing this, man. They're always doing it. And so obviously that didn't fly okay good so uh jb ryan i think i've mentioned him before but he's considered the father of parapsychology um so big name he actually saw her and wrote a report that he was not impressed with her oh (laughs) but sir doyle who's still ever in in love with mina and her powers he ended up actually buying uh spots in local newspapers just saying jb ryan is an ass Oh, just to like defend Mina's credibility. You can do that. <laughs> this was actually the first event that caused a rift in spiritualism, by the way. This was the first one where like two real two. I mean, J.B. Ryan, who was super, super well known at the time, sure. and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle yeah. are now post like literally just dragging each other in newspapers being what? like he's an asshole. It's like Twitter, but olden times. Exactly. So wow. this actually uh at this point it became spiritualist versus parapsychologist, which the difference is spiritualists believe in the power believe in their power comes from spirits, like they're mm. almost a, a channel or a vessel for spirits. 
parapsychologists believe that the power is your own energy. You have your own powers. Oh. So this was the first time that there became a difference in opinion, and spiritualists started having one of two different opinions. Oh. So it, be, it was the first real rift. After this, spiritualists ended up getting control of the American Society for Psychical Research and wrote articles siding with Mina. Mm. And this caused one of the members of the investigating committee from way back when, Houdini's panel, one of them actually was so grossed out by that that he resigned from the American Society of Psychical Research and he founded the Boston Society of Psychical hey. Research, which is now set, which now is saying um, that Mina was a fraud and only writing <sighs> articles about that. Wow. So people are losing their minds over Seriously. Is she Is she real or not? She's probably just fucking living it up. Yeah. Well, up until uh, Mina was soon losing her touch, more and more investigators were finding up like holes in her performance. Uh-oh. And one of a, one investigator saw uh, her producing the hand, the ectoplasmic hand from her lap, like people had said they had seen before. And it looked like it was made from stitched up animal parts, which means that was hidden under her dress and she was pulling it out and making it move with and wires. And she probably didn't make a new one each time. It was no. probably the same one, which is just rancid. Oh, Another actually traced, another investigator that went to one of her seances, because now it's like this huge thing. People are trying to go to her shows. So she's gaining fame, but sure. people are there very, with only one intention, not even to be amazed anymore, but to see if it's real or not. Wow. So now all these investigators are coming. And one of them traced back the ectoplasm on the walls to having, like, fishing line, like, super thin, clear line. And it was tied to a knitting needle that was in her teeth. So when she would move her jaw, they would move. That's kind of brilliant, though. Later, the assistant editor for the American Magazine, um, who was also on the panel... He ends up admitting that he helped fake her of effects in the seances because he was having an affair with her. No. He was having an affair with her. After um, all the guts in her dress, he was still like... He was mm. like, you're the one for me. <laughs> That's what I like. He, but so apparently, while he was on the panel, ways that people were still siding with her and not agreeing with Houdini, and in ways that even Houdini was being stumped, apparently the assistant editor on the panel I see. was helping. What a jerk. Which Mina denies, but... It, you know, he said, she said. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. So in 1928, the final nail in the coffin for Mina was that Walter began leaving ectoplasmic fingerprints during seances. And the fingerprints did not match Mina or her husband's. And they, uh, their dentist eventually came forward. <laughs> Wait, what? Their dentist said <laughs> that he had taught them a long time ago how to make fingerprints out of uh, through soft wax. No. And just leaving your finger there and then like peeling it off. And so he had given one of his own samples to be like, look, like this is what that looks like. And apparently they kept it (gasps) and investigators checked to see if it was like maybe a perfect match for Walter or if it really was Mina, but how somehow she had like changed her fingerprints. But eventually they did find out that it was their dentist sample that they had been using as a mold and creating new fingerprints everywhere. What a strange turn of events. Like the dentist is like, here's my fingerprint. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, sorry baffling like, <laughs> baffling mind-boggling as christine mind-boggling <laughs> so the boston society who, the ones who were against mina this was like their opportunity to publish the expose of a lifetime mm. and after that mina was officially no longer a legitimate medium and she was to this day she's known as one of the most investigated and controversial mediums of the 20th century which was all sparked by houdini hating her so fucking much wow 
And she has been described as, quote, the most ingenious, persistent, and fantastic complex of fraud in the history of psychic research. I mean, fraud for sure. And persistent for sure. And fantastic. Wow. All of the above. (laughs) So one quick fun fact. Um, Someone actually mentioned this on Twitter, not knowing I had it in my notes. But Houdini and Doyle is actually a show on Fox. Oh, yeah. That got, I think, canceled. But it is a turn of the 20th century series, which follows Harry and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle as they join forces with Scotland Yard to investigate unsolved and inexplicable crimes. That's pretty fucking cool, though. I mean, as soon as I found that out, I was like, well, now I got to watch it after hearing all this. It's canceled, you said? I think it's canceled. There's only like one season or two seasons. This is our shot. (laughs) Lynn? If that didn't spark interest in you, I don't know what will. But anyway, that is the story of Mina Marjorie Cranon, the Witch of Lime Street. Oh, the Witch, right. Yes. Is that just her nickname, I guess? She's just known as the Witch. Wow. Wow, anyway, wow, 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 wow. The end. That was crazy. A lot of info, but it was very juicy. It was juicy. I was in for the ride. I mean, that was like... I was too. It's a reality show. It was one of those... Um, it was like a who done it, and also yeah. like I used not that my notes are ever boring to me, but these were notes where I specifically like was excited to do my research. I was like, "Ooh, fuck! Like this is getting." Juicy. Where you're like uh, intrigued by your own story, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "I gotta know what happens." Oh my gosh! So anyway, there you go. I hope everyone enjoyed their little journey through Houdini's life. I'm like sad it's over. <laughs> I I wish. <laughs> It just ended so abruptly of like, oh, nope, she's not a medium. We've officially figured it out. I'm also sad he died. I mean, well. yes. I wish Houdini would got to see what happened. That, agree. That's what it, yeah, that's, that's like, a little bit sad. Like the day that she was found out officially, he must have been chuckling in the afterlife, except he doesn't believe in the afterlife. Uh-huh. So, well, yeah, that's right. And uh, apparently he never came back. So. <sighs> never, ever. And neither did his wife. Oh, Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, 
how could you go wrong? We have loved stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. Okay, here we go. Let me find... Apparently, I still had the wrong notes open. No! Cool. (laughs) Fun. Uh, Okay, apparently my notes were exactly the same, except the patron of the week. I'll switch those out. Uh, oopsie daisies this is what happens when we actually prepare in advance um yeah things, we don't know how to do that things go awry very quickly <laughs> when you have too much time and you double check you end up messing up more often yeah, I, there's i've noticed a lot of things me to, too because we're overconfident we suddenly get cocky with our own abilities we're used to making like quick decisions and then when we have time to think about it all of a sudden our opinions <laughs> we're like, change let's get creative right oh, right right no um okay so the day this comes out is our patreon live stream was my only relevant note so oh yay speaking of patreon if you want to watch lemon napping and see if lemon survived um and also if you want to do- join our live stream q a where we answer your questions then uh, sign up at patreon.com slash podcast yes please so this is the story of sharon kinney i don't know who that is but i'm excited Super. we were on the train from san diego and uh em had to listen to me as I subscribe to Sling. Mm. Oh, is this from Sling? Yes. Wow, Christine. I know. I had to listen to Christine talk about <laughs> Sling for a long time. And I knew one minute in that she was hustling and bustling and ready to watch everything on there. But I still had to hear about it for 30 minutes. I literally watched it on the train with you, This ep- the episode that I ended up covering so you were wow. there for my research and you didn't even know it I'm, i don't even have sling but it, the way that you were hyping it up to me on that train was like you found gold it was so exciting because we had a trial back in the day and then we kind of canceled the free trial and um, i never really thought about it again but lately all the stories i've been covering i've wanted to watch like the investigation discovery or like travel channel or whatever um you know channels have episodes and like i can never watch them or like 60 minutes 2020 um and so sling is basically this is not an ad i mean sling if you'd like us to do an ad for you please let us know um i would love to just not pay for it but (laughs) but here i am (laughs) um no so sling is great and it's basically like cable without cable without having to pay for cable yes Um, got it like you have your regular cable channels but it's all through you know the internets and it's live tv um but also i watched this episode uh, on investigation discovery mm. i've watched so many now so i think i've already made it worth my while oh i'm very proud of you i'm very excited for oh, you thank you i also wa- so the two episodes i did watch are um a crime to remember okay which i was watching and i was like doing notes and then i heard a voice and i was like she sounds familiar and i look over and it's karen kilgariff on the episode shut up and the host of generation y was on there i was like how do we do this? Can I do this? <laughs> Someone tell us how. I want that. Me too. It was so cool. So she was telling the story of this murder. I was really cool. Anyway. Um, and then the other one I watched was Killer Women. Okay. So let's go. Oh, and I used the lineup Wikipedia and Murderpedia. Yay. Got it. So this takes place in Independence, Missouri in 1960. It's May 28th, middle of the night. 
Detective James Browning receives a call about a body found off the side of the road near the town's lover's lane. <gasps> Ooh. Ah. It's the body of a young woman. She has four bullet wounds, one on either side of her neck by her collarbone, one on the left side of her face, and one directly in her abdomen. Oh, my God. They can tell that uh, the gun was shot at point blank range because there's like gunpowder residue on her dress, like on her clothes. Um, and her dress was pulled up above her waist and her underwear had been ripped off near her body. At first they didn't know who it was, but near her body, police found a purse with the ID, with the ID of a woman named Patricia Jones. Okay. Who was a local woman in the town. Oh, yikes. Uh, the way the bullets had entered, it looked as though, as though she had been kneeling when she was shot. Like they were kind of facing downward. So they were like, someone shot her execution yeah, I style. Gonna, I was going to yeah. say. It wasn't yeah. like she was running or like, you know, it was like right directly at her multiple times. I have a question that's like sure. very fucked up, but I still I probably don't know. have the answer. But you can guess. Is execution style either uh, facing them or behind them as long as they're on their knees? Because I always thought execution style was just from behind them. You know, I actually was wondering this because they said execution style, and I was like, I thought that was like a specific yeah, I shot, it, like behind them while they're kneeling. I, I mean, maybe it's all terrible, and you are know, executing them. So I suppose it's I mean, maybe either. it's just like, oh god, I wish I had looked it up. I really do. Someone will tell us. I know execution. I'll tell us. <laughs> Gosh, the police finding your computer would be the I mean, worst it, thing for guys, us. You gotta clear my browser, Em. You gotta clear it. Um kills at a close range okay okay so it's so. like they're they're at your mercy basically yes. and you murdered them okay got Ma it makes sense i mean doesn't make sense but you know I, logistically by definition i understand i'm glad you asked because i always thought the same thing that they, it was from the back yeah yeah oh, well anyway it's all bad well the more you know guys yay welcome to this educational show okay so uh, they focused on thoroughly processing the crime scene, and in an attempt to find the murder weapon, they this is a fun fact, they deployed a troop of Boy Scouts to search for the gun. <laughs> really using them for real-life experiences. <laughs> yeah. Really teaching them. Right? Holy like, shit. It, we're not going to learn how to, like, help an old lady cross the street this week. <laughs> we're going to solve know. a fucking murder. Nowadays, they're probably not even allowed to talk to strangers, and now it's like... Right. They probably just like, we just like made rice cakes and shit Ugh. like that in Girl Scouts. Can you imagine though being a member of that Boy Scout troop and going to other Boy Scout troops no. one day and being like, do you know what my troop had to do? Look at this badge I got for finding a gun in the woods. Truly. Like, like how do you, badge what's, for that? you, first of all, you deserve a badge I if not anything else. And make a badge just for that. You deserve your Eagle Scout badge. Correct. Immediately. Yeah, absolutely. You guys skip all the levels. Yeah. You're just, you win. <laughs> you win. You, you win. You found the gun. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i just thought that was wild i was like well the 60s were a different time okay. absolutely <laughs> also how small must that town have been where they literally needed the help I of know. 10 year old boys just that they needed like a force of people it's all we can that's all we've got let's D go don't send the women send the small children <laughs> right also as a girl scout i would have been so jealous oh yeah it's i mean fair especially if you're like one of the brownies or something yeah. like that like you have to literally be you're, at home and learn how to like macrame, right? You're and your brother gets crowns. to go solve crime. Seriously, it's not fair. like a real he's dichotomy. literally at the scene of a murder, like a dead body, and you're Bananas. making fucking rice cakes. It's the only example I can think of. <laughs> um, anyway, so the Boy Scouts uh, did not find the gun, so no one got their badge. Aww. but they did find a bullet. The police did, not the Boy Scouts. Oh, I was like, okay, I know. <laughs> nice try. 
they did find a bullet that had lodged in the ground after having shot through her abdomen. So they collected that. The Thanks. other ones were gone. Um, and it was a bullet from a twenty two caliber pistol. So the man who discovered the body and had originally called police was named John Boldies. And he claimed he had been driving out there and he had to pee. So he wandered into the grass and found her body. Police immediately, immediately knew something was wrong with him. Um, they kind of described him as like not the sharpest uh, tool at making a, a good story sound legitimate. Okay, got it. So they were like, something's going on here. It was also super pitch black middle of the night. And he, she was like really far into the tall grass. And they're like, he I wouldn't see. have wandered all the way out there to got pee. It. And you can't see her from the side of the road. So mm -hmm. they were, it was fishy. Um, so around 5 a.m., they bring in Patricia's husband, so the victim's husband, Walter. <laughs> you must be kidding Holy me. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't, it feels like oh every God, story is, is fake now. Is this a sign? I don't know. Like, we can't name our grandchildren Walter or our children Walter. We can't name anyone we know Walter. This is bananas. I swear to God, this is like the fifth Walter. Maybe it's I've... really Walter here being like, you said you never hear from me. Here I am. He's like, I'll insert myself in every story. <laughs> oh don't <my> worry. <laughs> Oh my god, that's really weird. Yeah, I hate that. Maybe it's a sign. I like how you said these stories sound made up, and like the only name we can invent is Walter. Like, truly, we're so dumb we can't even make. Also, up fake but names. to a point where if someone came up to us and was like, "What was the name of this person?" and if I had to make something up, I'm just gonna naturally now say Walter because I just hear it all the fucking time. Dude, odds are you'd be right, probably. Truly, actually, <laughs> wait a minute. Statistically, statistically speaking. So Out of the five stories we've covered recently, I feel like there's <laughs> yeah. at least 10,000 Walters. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Okay. So around 5 a.m., they bring Walter in, um, Patricia's husband. He's only 23 years old. They're a really young couple. Mm. He's an ex-Marine turned car salesman, and he is, like, completely shook by this news. Sure. Um, he claims at first he didn't even realize she'd been missing because they had gotten into a huge fight two nights before. And he not thought... Not a good look. No. Ter terrible. Not terrible. a good look to the police. Really not. Um, and he thought she was angry and, like, didn't come home, like, stayed with a friend or family member because right. they got into this huge fight and was off to cool down somewhere. Um, so the next day when she didn't show up during the day, he was like, okay, I'm calling the police. Sure. Um, with a little pressing, though, he admits the reason for their fight is that he was having an affair. Not a good look. Also not a good look. Walter, man, come, come on. on. He explains that two months earlier, he had sold a Thunderbird, because he's a car salesman, to a woman who came to his dealership um, and had recently come into some money. And the two uh, fell for each other and started dating in secret. You had me at Thunderbird. <laughs> Yeah. We could just be grease lightning together. I mean, actually, though, hard to turn that life down. Hard. But he tells detectives that by this point... Oh, fuck. Who was that? Is that a person? Walter! It's Blaze. It's Blaze. Tell him I love him. Tell him I love him. Sorry. Blaze is bringing Geo to boarding and asked if I wanted to say goodbye. <laughs> Which makes me sad. Precious. But but I'm not going to say goodbye because I have to do this for, for all of you. Look at this. Yay. Look at me sacrificing. Just kidding. I'll see him in like two days. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, da, 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 da. so they had started dating. I really, that really frightened me. I thought Walter actually had shown up. The door opened so quietly and so slowly. I was like, absolutely. I'm hallucinating. Right. And then an like, arm came through. Am I through? that tired? Literally the hand like from the ectoplasm. Yeah. It actually came right from Mina's underwear. Undercarriage. Yes. <laughs> 
gross. Undercarriage. Yeah, I'm gonna that, bring that back. That, yeah, why not? The one thing I will never bring back, and if you say this goddamn word, stop saying it. Panties. I, I will lose my you goddamn said mind. It. You, I literally put underwear in here for that very reason. Thank God. And now here you are saying that word it. is revolting. Okay, moving on. Okay. So, uh, thanks for saying that out loud. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they'd started dating, but he says the relationship is completely over at this point. Uh, He says, basically, she had kind of gone off the deep end. He went to her place one night, and she said she's in love with him, and that he needed to leave his wife and kids for her and start a family with her. Uh, But when he refused to leave his family, she told him she was pregnant with his child, and that he had to leave. Yikes. Leave his family. Wow. Immediately pregnant with his child. Yeah. So he didn't believe her. He thought this was just like a last minute, last ditch effort to get him to leave his wife. Um, So he broke up with her. He's like, this is too much for me. And he went home. But at this point, his wife, Pat, had figured out what was up. They got into a huge fight. And the next day when he got home from work, she wasn't there. And so he assumed she was still angry at him. Sure. So he called the people that she carpooled with uh, every day, and they gave him a surprising bit of information. They said Pat was at work that day when she received a call from a mysterious woman who said, my sister is having an affair with your husband. Oh, this mystery woman asked Patricia to meet her after work and the car she was in the carpool and um, they met this car at like an intersection or something and she's like i have to go meet this person and they're like don't do that we don't know who that is you don't know who that is right and she's like no i want to know about this affair yeah i'm trying to think if someone randomly called me at work and i didn't know them at all and they just said meet me after work i have something to tell you i'd be like you're going to murder me yeah you you meet me how about that exactly you called me yeah so unfortunately reluctantly they let her out of the car and she got into the car and drove off with the mystery woman at this point walter is like fuck that mystery woman is my girlfriend god damn it (laughs) oh no so uh he's fucking furious he goes over to her place that night to confront her um and at this point i'm trying to see if i'm supposed to tell you yet what her name is (laughs) is her name christine schaefer yes surprise Mm. okay no not yet sorry just wait a minute okay i want to tell the story in like a a mysterious way Ooh. obviously i'm ruining that with the effect of that i'm so sorry i think we both started this podcast with hopes that we would have the illusion of mysterious, <laughs> yeah. and now and the allure and now we're just like uh you're just like burping i forgot, I forgot my notes <laughs> saying panties okay so she so okay blah, blah 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 so he's like fuck i know this person it has to be my girlfriend Girlfriend or ex-girlfriend because like who else would be calling his wife and clearly he said she'd kind of gone off the deep end with this trying to desperately get him to leave his family Mm. he's like god damn it that was her i bet so he's furious he goes over to her place that night to confront her she admits to walter that she did indeed tell patricia about the affair because she quote felt bad for her okay felt sorry for her but said she that uh patricia didn't seem overly upset and it probably wasn't a big deal (laughs) okay sure that seems likely that checks out she said pat probably had just gone to cool off at a motel so she's like chill i'm sure she's just like with a friend or at a motel to cool off but the next day when police call uh call him in and say your wife was found dead he's more sure than ever that his lovely girlfriend had something to do with it police ask walter what is your girlfriend's full name he tells them her name is sharon kinney okay and there it is now you got it sharon kinney got it so she is the bad one not the dead one she's the bad guy got it 
Patricia's the good guy. Yep, yep, yep. And Detective Browning's blood runs cold. He fucking storms out of the room. Um, and the other detective's like, dude, what's up? And he's like, do you remember two months ago, he had questioned a woman named Sharon Kinney after her husband had mysteriously died <gasps> in his bed. And this is a small ass town. Oh, no. He's like, we just investigated her husband's death. And it's the same and that's fucking how he- lady. And she just came into money yeah. to buy that Thunderbird. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting, huh? So Sharon is only 20 years old beautiful known in town as like a beauty um she had called this is what happened to her husband so it's two months earlier um she called police she's found her husband dead she told police she was in the bathroom getting ready for supper at church when she heard her two-year-old daughter Catherine walk up to her husband as he was napping on the bed she said she heard Catherine ask daddy how does this thing work and then a gunshot fired (gasps) and they came, and James Kinney, her husband, had been shot in the back of the head while sleeping in his bed. Blood everywhere. Horrendous And they were able mess. to confirm that? Like, there wasn't gun residue on her child or anything? So, that's a, a very specific question that I have a very specific answer okay, to. Okay, got it. Shockingly. <laughs> I feel like the more I listen to the, to you talk, the more I become an expert. It's amazing man. how, like, usually I get really nervous because I'm like, I probably don't have the answer. Just like the execution style yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah. finally, I have an answer for you. Um, so normally in this scenario, oh, it's literally the next bullet. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for asking, Em. I feel on top of it. Normally in this scenario, police would issue, they did these like paraffin wax tests where they would put your hand in like hot wax and then like test for gunpowder residue. Um, but Sharon and little Catherine were so distraught, they didn't want to subject them to hot wax. So neither of them got tested. Okay. Well, that was just sloppy police work right Correct. there and they regretted it from then on the police were yeah. like that was the dumbest thing we ever did yes the wildest thing too is like they gave so they were like well it's still fishy like how can a two-year-old hold this gun so they literally gave her this place is wild with the with the boy scouts and the little girl they gave her a gun and she's two years old they were obviously unloaded and asked her to pick it up and her dad apparently let her play with guns all the time so this was like not out of the ordinary what deliverance okay i'm sorry you let you play you let the baby play two-year-old okay two years old okay your your skull is still soft like don't (laughs) give you don't give her a gun if you can't speak full sentences a hundred percent of the time and that was part of the problem and not have a temper tantrum seriously oh my god that was part of the problem they couldn't interview her because she's so little she barely spoke and so then they gave her a gun what family is this and her well well pretty okay. fucked up well got it so the she picks up the the little girl's able to pick up the gun and pull the trigger so they were like well like we but also has no concept of death or the criminal justice system sure goodbye goodbye okay. so they can't but at this point they're like damn it like we were gonna hopefully disprove like she can't even pick up a gun it couldn't have been her but now they're like well she can pick it up so got it it's hard to disprove that um theory so he'd been shot in the back of the head. When they got there, they uh, picked up the weapon, and it happened to be a twenty-two caliber pistol. What are the odds? Remember, the bullet was twenty-two. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, your lucky number. I heard it. That's how I remembered. Actually, I should have known. Um. So clearly, they didn't do this paraffin wax thing. Uh. But it's stuck in Sergeant Browning's mind because he's like, I knew something was fishy about that lady, and now she's back in another fucking murder story within two months. And he also knew Sharon had gotten, in today's money, $230,000 in life insurance. So clearly, like you said, she bought herself a nice new Thunderbird and a new boyfriend. 
Uh, yes, she did. <laughs> so he knew something was up. But when he when they tested the little girl, they were like, well, I guess we're just going to rule this an accident because we didn't do the test and the girl can pick up a gun. And there's no way to prove otherwise. So now two months later, which is just so fucked up to blame your daughter. Whatever. So now two months later, after her husband is shot in the head with a twenty two pistol, the wife of the man she's sleeping with also happens to be shot with the same weapon. Mm. Um, so they go back to that first guy, the sharp, the not the sharpest tool in the shed. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I remember him. So uh, he, John Boldies, he had found the body. He's clearly lying about something. So they were like, we need to figure out what is up with this dude. Uh, so they put a little pressure on him. And finally, he admits he wasn't alone when he found the body. He oh, shit. He was with his girlfriend, and she spotted the body. Was her name Sharon? It was. <gasps> <laughs> oh, no. They said, who's your girlfriend? He said, her name's Sharon Kinney. And uh, there it is. Um, wow. She... So she, first of all, she she never she rests has quite some gall and quite a lot of boyfriends quite a lot she is juggling a lot and she has no problem throwing all of their exes and partners into no, each other's absolutely lives absolutely not oh my goodness. not even a little bit yeah so uh basically what happened he says is that they were out there they were making out because it was lover's lane and she said oh weird i see something i need you to go check it and she couldn't have seen it from the car, but she's like, I see something. Right. And so he went and found the body, quote unquote. And then she told him, you can't tell police. I was the last one to be with her and they're going to think I had something to do with it. Oh, no. So gotcha. he basically she went home and he said, no, I was by myself. Got it. She tricked him into saying it was him who found the body. So got it. Um. Anyway, so now they're like, God damn it. We got to bring Sharon back in here. So <laughs> they finally bring her in and she claims she's never heard of Patricia Jones. And then they bring up Walter Jones, her lover. She says, oh, that's the guy who sold me my Thunderbird. And police are like, we know you're sleeping with him. And he, she's finally like, yeah, okay. Um, and they say, oh, well, he says that uh, he broke it off because you were in love with him. And she freaks out. She's like, he's a liar. He was in love with me. And like, as if that's what matters right now. Right. This is not the time. <laughs> this is literally not the, not the time. Right. So uh, they were like. Hey, by the way, uh, people saw Patricia getting into your car on the day of the murder. So can you explain yourself, please? And she's like, I just felt really sorry for Patricia. So I wanted to finally admit that, like, I, I was sleeping with her husband. And they were like, why did you say it was her your sister? And she's like, I didn't want her to be mad at me. Right. I wanted her to be mad at her husband. Uh-huh. She wanted her to break up with the husband. So sure. She get, yeah, right. Um, tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She says, you know, we just drove around a little bit, and then I dropped her off a couple blocks before her house. When he says, Sharon, you were the last one seen with her, and you found the body, that's one hell of a fucking coincidence. Mm -hmm. She literally goes, yeah, it is one hell of a coincidence. <laughs> this is not the time or place for that. This is not the time or place. She is just not giving She is in. ballsy. She, I know. She just, like, doesn't give a She's shit. Like, that's exactly right. What are you going to do about it? Yes, what a, what a nice observation you've made, detective. Yikes. Um, so at this point, Detective Browning is pissed. He's like, I need to pin this on her. I, I fucked up the first murder by not getting her tested for gunpowder. I need some, I need to pin this on her because she did it. But unfortunately, things um, don't go great for, doctor, for Detective Browning. Um, Sharon gets a lucky break when it turns out the coroner's department screwed up the autopsy and did zero tests on the body. Ooh. Before burying her. So, uh nothing nothing there that he could use against her right um then they go ahead and search sharon's house and they find a box for a 22 caliber pistol 
but the gun itself isn't there. And oh. the gun had actually been purchased two weeks before Patricia's murder. Okay. And she explains, oh, I forgot to tell you about it. That's how she explained why she never brought it up. She just forgot. And they're like, well, where is it? And she says, oh, it, I lost it on vacation. <laughs> What? Okay. I mean, to be fair, she's they're letting their two-year-old play with guns. Yeah. I mean, at this rate, that's Apparently not totally... Apparently they're gun crazy. They're just like, <laughs> oh, I'll just bring it on vacation. Oh, oh, shucks, I forgot it. I forgot in Bermuda again. It's oh classic me. It was actually Catherine, the two-year-old, left it by the pool, by the kiddie pool. She's so silly like that. She's so silly with her gun. So, uh, yeah, she says, I lost it a few weeks ago. They interrogated her for 13 hours, and she admitted nothing. Like, they wow. just couldn't break Steel her. Steel trap. Honestly. And she was so abrasive and smug that police took a bold step, bold, perhaps not the smartest, and despite not having any direct evidence, they risk it and decide to arrest her that day. Huh. So at this point, the story blows up. She's obviously front page news all over town. Um, this, you know, Independence, Missouri is not a huge place. Mm -hmm. um, it turns out she actually was pregnant. Oh. And she claimed it belonged to her husband. Uh -huh. However, the child was born 10 months after her husband had been shot in the head. So, so riddle me that. So riddle me that. Um, nevertheless, she absolutely adored being the center of attention, which is not shocking at all to me. Nope. Um, she dressed and acted like a movie star. Like she felt like she had adoring fans because all the reporters wanted to talk to her. Yikes. Like just took it as like, I'm famous now. Okay. And people who knew her actually said like growing up and in high school, she just like dreamed of being a movie star and basically her whole goal in life was for a man to like whisk her away to Hollywood or to like a bigger city. No. And she was like stuck in Independence, Missouri. And um, so this is finally, she's like, I have her my moment. Yeah, my Yikes. limelight, basically. So um, they have two murders. <laughs> They're like, okay, we got to pin one of these on her. Yeah, yeah. So they start with Patricia's murder. Um, now, this is wild. <laughs> this lady is the luckiest person in the entire universe. Except that she's dead. Except, no, Noel, who's dead? Patricia? Oh, not Pat Patricia's the least lucky person. I'm oh, saying Sharon. You said Patricia, and then you were oh, like, "This sorry. person's the luckiest person." I was like, eh. <laughs> "She's she's murdered." How great! Uh, I can I could debate that. Oh, if I for wanted God's to. sake, no, sorry. They started with <laughs> Patricia's murder. Sorry, Sharon is the luckiest lady on the planet. I hear you. Um, crazy enough, the prosecution was able to find the man who owned the gun before Patricia bought it. Wow! And they're like, "Do you have any bullets left? Because we can match those bullets to the one we found." that had gone through Patricia's stomach. And he's like, I don't have any here, but I had shot my gun into a tree stump near the airport. So they're like, okay, we're going to go get that bullet. So they literally go find this tree stump. And they literally a found a tree stump. Yeah. Well, there's Amazing. seven bullets in it. So apparently it was used, I guess. Got it. Of target practice. I don't know. Okay. But they, it had multiple bullets in it. So they chainsaw it, but they chainsawed the bullet. And so it was not admissible in court as evidence. <laughs> it was the same bullet, but that it was... really is the luckiest thing that happened to her. Just chainsawed it right in half. Oh my so god! So they were like, "Well, fuck! It is the same bullet, but we can't use it in court." So that really blows. Um, oopsies. So Sharon had gotten another another lucky break, and the jury did not find enough evidence to be like she for sure did it. So they found her not guilty. <laughs> One juror even asked her. Sorry, for, you said she for sure, and I was like she for she for sure. Oh, I didn't even hear it. She for Schultz. She for Schultz. Sorry, I, that's why I went no. ha instead of oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, well because I'm about to say something funny, so I was like, how did how did you know? I'm actually a psychic. My name's Mina Crandon. <laughs> Fuck. No wonder you're always like spewing guts everywhere. That's exactly it. Yeah. Damn. Um. 
Say hi to Walter for me. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so Sharon, like, was not guilty, and one juror even asked for her autograph after the verdict was read. Yikes. I know. So, like, she really is living it up at this point. Um, Detective Browning does not want to give up, though. He is like, okay, fine. We messed up on this one. How about the murder of her husband? We'll get her on that one. So he talks to John Boldies, the guy, her boyfriend, the guy who found the body. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and he admits that Sharon had actually asked him to kill her husband for $1,000. Oh. But then on the stand, <laughs> prosecution asks um, asks him the question, and he says, no, she was just joking. She's just fibbing. Yeah. She's just joshing. Isn't she? <laughs> She's just joshing around. She's just joshing. If you don't know that, you don't even know her. You clearly, She's crazy like that. You don't know Sharon at all. She's just a hoot. She's being a silly goose. Such you a, know. Such a silly goose. Such a silly goose. Sharon the silly goose. That's what they say um so just joking around just joshing so uh yeah thousand dollars to kill to kill him but then on the stand unfortunately he changed he, he flip-flopped and said nope she was joking so the prosecution was pissed um so instead sergeant browning convinces john to drive sharon around in his car this is the wildest shit so john <laughs> So Sergeant Browning's like so desperate. It sounds like Houdini. Like he's literally at this point so desperate that he's like fucking up because he's just the trying... hellbent episode. Yes. He's he's trying so hard. He's in her trunk. He hides in her trunk with a recorder and asks John to drive her around and convince her to admit to the murder. And he's just in the back like recording it. It's what they did a reenactment in one of the episodes. It's the I bet f- it looks stupid. It's, no, it's hysterical because he's just like hitting his head. Like, <laughs> like clearly they make him out to be kind of a bumbling <clears throat> buffoon buffoon because like he's just trying everything and nothing going his way. And then he's just in the trunk for like hours and they're in the front talking about like, what's your favorite type of ice cream? Oh, my like, God. <laughs> it's just the saddest thing. He's just like flying around. He's like, please. So, uh, yeah, so it doesn't work every time she's like, he tries to bring up the thousand dollars. Like, Hey, did you actually mean that when you said like, you'd give me a thousand dollars? Right. Or were you Josh and were you just being a silly goose? Uh, you never know with Sharon. He, every time the topic goes near, she literally just changes the subject to something completely random, like ice cream or, uh, it sounds like our fucking podcast. Hold on. Um, <laughs> or, uh, ghosts or Trying to talk about anything. murder, but instead we talk about everything else. Yeah. Um, so she is not that stupid and she cannot, she probably can tell John is up to something cause he's also not good at lying. And so she admits absolutely nothing. Um, But the case does go to trial, and ultimately Sharon actually is found guilty of the murder of her husband. Oh, wow. She is sentenced to life in prison. But because she's the luckiest person in the fucking world, the appeals court overturns it after only 18 months, and she's out of there. Yay. You must be kidding me. Are you being a silly goose? (laughs) Wait a minute. Surprise. I'm silly. (laughs) Oh, man. That's what they call me. That's my superlative. <laughs> no, silliest. The silliest goose. The silliest Christine goose. Christine, she for sure. In all the land. <laughs> sounds like a nursery rhyme. Yes. Sort of. It sounds like a really ass backwards nursery rhyme. Well, it's German, so yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You actually also have like scissors in for eyes and shit. So. <laughs> and there's pig guts coming out of me. Yeah, actually. The silly goose with pig guts and scissor eyes. There's yeah. like a needle in my mouth and I'm pulling some hands. Listen. It's really confusing. It sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, actually, cautionary tale. Read it to your children. Or don't. Or don't. Throw it away. Burn it in a fire. Launch it into outer space. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the next trial, so they they were like, okay, we're going to 
do this trial over again because it was appealed. The next trial lasted for years and ended in a mistrial. Then the third trial ended in a hung jury. Then, so she, she literally is getting trial after trial, and the first one she's convicted, but gets out of jail. And then the next two are either are mistrials. So she just is, like, not getting freaking caught for this. Um, so on the morning of September 21st, 1964, Sergeant Browning is just in his office. He opens the newspaper, and he sees the headline, Sharon Kinney arrested for murder in Mexico. And he's like, wait, what? And this is like his, they described it like as his white whale. Kind of like, uh, what? Mi, mi, what's her name? Sorry. Mina? Mina, Mina, Mina. Um, I thought you were going to say something about whale sounds. <laughs> God, don't, they were waiting for it. Mina. There it is. <laughs> oh my God. That one, you're not allowed to DM me about. Okay. Uh, it was like her. It was like his white whale. Like, he could sure. not... Fu- this is the case where he's like, I need to pin this on her. She's so smug and, like, she's yeah. just, like, Houdini. She's slithering and- out every time. Exactly. So, um, it turns out she had... So, he's, like, thrilled because he's like, holy shit, someone got her for something. So, it turns out she had gone down to Mexico with a boyfriend. She met an American tourist down there and uh, who's a Mexican national. She took him back to her hotel room and uh, shot him. She told police he was trying to rape her and she was defending herself or yeah, defending herself. Um, But he had been shot square in the back from like a distance, like across the room. So they were like, so he wasn't on you or near you. Yeah. So uh, regardless. So she really, it sounds like she just has no rhyme or reason to why she's murdering men. She just feels like it. Yeah. Well, all his money was in her bag. So Mm. clearly she was just trying to rob him. But that's kind of an extreme move. Yeah run like grab the bag and run right there are easier ways to rob someone i would think right also don't rob someone when you're in the middle of many trials or just got (laughs) just got cleared right moving to a new country doesn't change it's like like she wants to get caught so bad i know i think she just thinks she's invincible which she kind of is at this point yeah i I mean she's not wrong for thinking yeah so uh it didn't make a lot of sense to police that like she was self-defense it was self-defense because he was shot square in the back like i said um it also doesn't help that a hotel employee who heard the gunshot came in and she shot him too for no apparent reason she was just like oh you'll do too and he survived thankfully but like (gasps) wow but but like he's like she just fucking shot me like i just i was like is everything okay and she shot me in the arm so now that makes me feel bad for anyone who's in customer service like how are we doing here bam like can you imagine reading that one star review on my show truly oh well someone shot me right in the it didn't feel good and it fucking sucked it felt bad i, I had to all finish. i asked i just asked a nice question i even had to finish my shift just bleeding out it's awful okay so um she's like i was just here on vacation but when they looked in her bag they found 300 rounds of ammunition a fake id and several guns including a 22 caliber pistol so clearly she was trying to book it and run away book it with the right equipment too but also not with the right brain wrong moves right yeah for her to be like oh here's all of my ammunition and money also i'm gonna kill two more people on my way out of being sneaky like nobody even knew she was there she literally could have just she literally could have just even locked the door behind her and stayed there by herself and continued on with her life he wouldn't have known she's down there so um mexican authorities fired the gun several times to send so that they finally had like samples to match so they fired her gun, matched the bullets to the one that was in Patricia's abdomen, and they were an exact match. So this literally proves that her gun killed 
Patricia. Wow. All that, though, for right? one piece of proof. For one little bullet. When that was in the mail, can you imagine? He's like, oh, God, you got to ensure that you got to yeah. hand deliver that shit to me. Hand delivered. Oh, my God. So based on the physical evidence, um, Sharon had driven. So they're like building this story now. Sharon had driven Patricia out to the lover's lane with the guise of being like, my sister slept with your husband. I want to tell you about it. Walked her into the grass some probably with a gun got her down on her knees possibly told her she was pregnant she was pregnant so nobody knows if she told her that or not right um, right right my right. guess is she's pretty pretty uh cruel so perhaps yes. um and then pulled the trigger not only once not twice but four times and as she's laying down on the ground the final shot was directly into her abdomen um uh. as she's already on the ground um then she stages the crime scene as a sexual assault which is why she pulled her skirt up and threw her underwear um, and then she apparently went to a birthday party. Talk about a sociopath. I mean, can you imagine now I'm wondering everyone who's come to my birthday party. I'm like, where were <laughs> yeah. you a second ago? We should start like having people. Like, what were you doing an hour ago? Sign a waiver. Or something. Most of my friends would be like eating tacos. I don't, what do you like, want? Like FaceTiming you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but double, double deputy. God damn. <laughs> double deputy. As I always say. Jesus Christ. And we'll continue to do so. <laughs> and now I can't escape it. Oops. <laughs> Double Jeopardy. She can't be retried for Patricia's murder. She's already been acquitted for it. Right. Because right, they, right, right. they jumped the gun literally too early. Really is the luckiest woman in the world. I know. So she's tried in Mexico for the murder of the man in the hotel room. And she is convicted. She gets 13 years at a prison in Mexico where she quickly develops the nickname La Pistolera or the woman gunslinger. Wow. That was a Karen Kilgariff said that on the show. And I was like, yeah, woman gunslinger. Yeah. So cool um, name for a shitty person. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Why does she get a what's my nickname? I don't know. Probably some lemon's best friend. (laughs) I'll take it. The saddest woman alive. (laughs) Just as badass. Featuring Skylar. Somebody tweeted like, "Oh, I have a spider in my house too. What should I name it?" And I just said M Junior. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> I saw that on the way here. I was like, "You got some goddamn nerve, Christine." I know. I didn't tag you in it for a reason. I saw that. Yeah, I was hoping you'd find it. It felt good. Good. Um, but of course, the story does not end there. So it had been five years since the murder. She's finally in jail in Mexico. Um, four years later, Detective Browning is at his office back in Missouri when he hears some breaking news on the radio. Mm-mm. Sharon Kinney has escaped from prison. God damn it. <laughs> on December 7th, 1969, so that now it's nine years since the murder, uh, Sharon Kinney's had not shown up for daily roll call in prison. And by the next morning, it was clear she had escaped. Uh, there had been a movie night for prisoners and and the families the night before. And during a blackout that night, it's believed she had either she had escaped during the blackout, but they didn't know if she'd either bribed the guards or perhaps convinced her boyfriend. She had a boyfriend to help aid in her escape. So somebody must have helped her, um, whether it was she had conned somebody or, you know, right, right, talked right. somebody into helping her escape. One theory, actually, which is pretty wild, and I don't know if this is any has any weight, but um, one theory claims that the family of the man she killed in the hotel room broke her out of prison for the pleasure of killing her themselves. What? Uh, but that was only... Juicy! I know. I was like, that's dramatic, but that was only in one source, so I didn't... That nothing else confirmed that, got it, to, got be, it, got it. to be clear. But the number of things that went right for her, just by chance, is bananas um so i'll list them here in case we forgot the botched autopsy uh the bullet getting sawed in half by a chainsaw which would have just 
like that like that would have helped exactly would have gotten her in jail because they confirmed it was her gun um not performing the wax test on her and her daughter Mm. because she convinced them it was too her daughter's too fragile uh her daughter being able to pick up the gun she probably didn't even know whether the girl could do it right um the appeal going through on her first conviction and then escaping so she's just had uh, quite a time getting out of three murders um despite extensive manhunts after her escape her whereabouts remain unknown to this day but she is believed to be alive wow wow and potentially killing people yeah who knows it sounds like she really was just doing it for fun like i mean within a within like no not a year but a couple years yeah just murdered three i can't imagine she just stopped like yeah two in two in two months and also the one with the husband i never like the one with the wife there was the motive of like i want to be with your husband but like the husband just she just shot him in the head just shot him for the money also like she like was in mexico and just like shot right right like I, she's clearly doing it very half hazardly, so she <laughs> she can't possibly have just stopped. She's clearly like she has a compulsion. It yeah, seems. yeah, exactly. She got a taste for it. Clearly enjoyed. Yeah, it. can't stop. So that's great news for the world. Great. According to the lineup, Kinney's warrant for the murder of her husband James, issued in 1964, is still active to this day, making it the longest outstanding arrest warrant in the Kansas City area's history wow and one of the longest outstanding felony warrants in u.s history wow bonanza that's not the right word boat bananas bananas it's a bananas bonanza i think i'm trying to come up with new words because we say bananas so often but that's okay lemons it's fucking lemons (laughs) we say lemon a lot too (laughs) uh detective browning this is sad retired from the police force in 1969 the same year sharon kinney escaped from prison Mm. he just gave up yeah she really just did him in it's really sad yikes although she's never been found most people firmly believe she's still alive and will probably never be caught at this rate no one's right. like really looking for her anymore um karen kilgariff actually ended the a crime to remember episode with a quote that i loved so i'm gonna end the story on that same quote she says i think everybody would want the luck of sharon kinney but most of us have the luck of detective browning yeah it doesn't matter how good you are it doesn't matter how right you are life is stupid and some people get away with murder and that's the end of the story of sharon kinney that's bananas and lemons (laughs) and fruit bonanza it's bananas bonanza so that's that yikes yeah thank you <laughs> you're welcome i loved it thank you sling for letting me watch so much more tv now because that's clearly what <laughs> i if you want to join christine on her <laughs> sling adventure her sling quest yeah then, yeah uh, go join sling it's fun um yeah so that's that i guess great come see us live we're come see us live we're, we're doing something completely different from this <laughs> <laughs> completely yeah we won't bum you the fuck out yeah, if that's anything right. we'll hype you up and you're gonna leave it's gonna be great there's still alcohol so don't worry oh that, yeah that stays the same yes the drinking is still there <laughs> we are called and that's why we drink um <laughs> and that's it so and that's why we drink in a fast-paced world every day brings new challenges and new opportunities at Strayer university We know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.